The following may contain inappropriate language. All opinions expressed by the host and guests do not reflect the views of any company or service. This is Radio Havana, Cuba. This is Radio Pinyang of the Democratic People's Republic of Korea. This is Moscow. everybody it's that time once again uh, to do the crazy talk and as I've said before it's a little hairy here that's right and I don't mean uh, get out your Norelco shaver I mean uh, it literally is uh, getting a little hairy uh, with the stream and I'm your friend Doc Normal this is November 15th 2009 it's the last November 15th 2009 that you will know in your lifetime and uh, hopefully I have uh, my guest on the Skype I'm trying to uh, we've had some Skype issues but that's okay because it's the internet and we're okay with that we're okay with experimentation and other wonderful things um you know, did I mention I don't plan this? It's it's Sunday night. I'm like running around all weekend. Okay, so so let's uh, recap uh, what's going on with the uh, Doc Normal. All right, so number one, and here's the good thing, and here's the thing you may or may not notice in this uh, uh, crappy little uh, pod live stream podcast right now. I just built a streaming server. My first SLL streaming server, and there will be more in SLL streaming servers. Say that three times quickly. Um, and uh, it's working really, really well. We're streaming off it right now. Uh, the stream looks great. I probably will be able to improve the stream. Uh, haven't done that yet, but we got it online. We're doing Ignite on uh, Thursday night. We're live streaming Ignite. Uh, SLL Productions, your friendly friends at SLL Productions. And so I, I wanted to get a dedicated streaming server uh, going on that. So it's all looking good. Uh, I'm really happy with it. Uh, I'm wearing a pirate hat, by the way. Everyone on the audio is like, shut up. But anyway, uh, I will try to talk about and post some specs on the streaming server. I haven't built a a, a computer in a while i love building computers i've been building computers since the late since the mid to late 80s um it's just what i do that's how i got in this business i love building computers um i could be the michael dell of but i'm not and so um so it was great and i'm really happy i'm happy that we have a dedicated streaming server and we'll uh we'll do more with that and uh the stream's looking good i hope the stream's looking good um uh but I can say that Tarosi said in the chat room maybe I'm just drinking the Kool-Aid but the stream looks excellent tonight. Yes, Tarosi, the stream looks excellent tonight. Um you know, maybe we'll do a podcast camp. We've been talking about a lot about doing a streaming 
podcasting camp here in Portland. My God, Portland's such a interconnected. I know they had a podcasting camp down in San Antonio uh, with my my friend um, over there, uh, 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 Jen, who set up Napa Pomo. Uh, did that? We'll have to do that here in Portland. The podcasts are going. The streaming servers are going. We need to push that. Uh, we'll talk about thirty hour day later. Uh, but I really got to get this guy in. Um, I'm hoping, God, I'm hoping his Skype connection is still going. Let's find out if we still have him on Skype right now. Doug, are you still there? I'm here. Can oh my God, me? you're still there. Yay! Oh man, I didn't fall asleep. Woo. Oh, thanks, Doug. Hey, you I appreciate said that. things were getting hairy. The Skype is getting hairy. I see you're not getting hairy. Well, you didn't do the November <laughs> thing? No. Because no. I'd, I'd kill it in like three days, dude. I'm Sasquatch. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously, dude. I'd be like, I'd be yeah. like, oh, it's over. Justin Kistner. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you talk about chops, you come back when you see these chops. No, yeah. Yeah, dude. Seriously. I was, I was doing November... When I was 15 in high school, I'm not joking. <laughs> you can relate. You didn't have a job where you had to go, like, actually be next to people. Wonder yeah, what but, the heck is that on your face? Yeah, but we're in tech, though. You know, you can kind of do that. A lot of people in tech. Yeah, I. I don't know. I had to trim mine up because I had to visit my. Uh, go. My son had a play this weekend, and I had to go visit all his teachers and all that. So I didn't want to look too hairy for them. Really? Is this like in school or professionally or what? In, the, in school. No, yeah, in Park Rose High School. They're doing a production of Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> yes. Dude, I, why did you shave? Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I didn't completely shave. I just trimmed it up. Wanted yeah. to look presentable. I was meeting his teachers ahead of time and all that. So, you know. All right. Besides, I grow a patchy beard anyways. My... I can only grow like a, a Fred Flintstone beard, you know, just just the goat part. So, uh, so you and I talked about um, about bringing you in here, and uh, uh, and so uh, you know, one thing a few weeks ago, uh, you had uh, so so first of all, tell tell us a little about about what you're doing. With a, a video and all that, I mean, you're 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 a video guy. Uh, you've been doing video for a while, and uh, several weeks back, or not several, I don't know what is it, two three weeks ago, uh, Gary V blew into town, and uh, you you took your video camera in and uh, shot some video and posted it on the web, posted an interview. So tell tell us a little bit about your background and what you've been doing on the web. And then bring us up to uh, where that got you with the the Gary V interview. Well, I've been a few years back. I went back to school to get some new skills, and it all kind of led into this tech thing. Now, tell and, us about that uh, along the way. Tell us about the uh, tell us about the school thing. Uh, um, now you're over. There, you uh, were doing went, uh, some PCC stuff. Was it multimedia or? Yeah. Yeah, okay. so the multimedia program at PCC. Tell us a little um, bit about that. That's actually a pretty decent program if you want to learn uh, 
basically your, your tools, like all your Adobe tools, and, and my uh, my best class, my favorite class was editing in uh, Final Cut Pro, and so that's kind of where I got into the video part of it. But um, they teach everything from Flash to Dreamweaver, and and they do some video stuff there too. Although I haven't. Uh, I haven't taken in any of their. Well, I took one of their video courses, but they have a really good multimedia program, and it's good to teach you the tools, basically, of of the trade. Um, my main focus was going to be to get a communications degree from uh, Portland State, but I just kind of fell into this multimedia thing, and I just this is what I like to do. So, so um, I, I, I don't get the difference there. So PSU has a multimedia program, and I know that uh, there's some PSU multimedia folks um, that uh, we've talked to since Web Visions, and we're going to talk to them, uh, I think, within the course of Napod Pomo. Um, so they have a communications degree, and they have like a, I don't know, web multimedia thing, and then they have a social media thing, and then PSU has what you're talking about, this multimedia thing. Can you, can you like sort this out for me? Because I'm seriously, I'm I'm not. Uh, this isn't a rhetorical question. I'm actually a little confused about these different programs and where they where they focus. Well, there, I, I started going to PCC because the prerequisite classes to get into PSU. It's just a lot cheaper to do it at PCC. Oh, absolutely. And um, uh, they uh, there's a lot. Uh, Mount Hood Community College and Portland Community College and Port and uh, Portland State and I believe uh, Lewis and Clark they're all kind of tied together um, and so they work together quite a bit and it's just easier to and cheaper to get what you can at say Portland Community College and then move on to the PSU um, yeah that's about it and that was your basically. plan and I just that was my plan. Um, okay. I ended up getting a multimedia degree at PCC, but then I just—I don't think I want to go on any further. I just want to start doing it. Why? So, so why not? You want to just start doing it? Why? Tell us that. I mean, tell us about that. Well, I mean, it's like. Well, I basically I've always been a writer. I've written for magazines and newspapers from all over the country, basically. Um, once I discovered that you could make it, you could earn a living blogging um it just kind of changed my whole my whole way of thinking and i just started getting into this uh thing a lot more doing a lot of blogging um i was fortunate enough to be picked up by read write web right and i did i was an intern there for about a month and then they hired me on to write for uh, a new spinoff site called read write hire so are you is, still are you read, still read write job are you still uh, uh read no. okay no no I'm no longer I was writing for on the weekends for them okay. covering their weekend news beat but um yeah having a normal you know work during the week and then having to do the weekends it just work, wasn't working out family wise but um so that's yeah, a tough I'm still gig. That's a, so you said making money at blogging and uh you know I've heard that's a tough gig right. You know, just like any gig. I mean, uh, yeah. work is hard. But, you know, you have to hit the stories right on top. I mean, tell us about that. I mean, so you've you've got your your job. You, you're feeding your family, right? Yes. 
and and yeah, that was we- small business. Right, and then on the weekends you're you're re, you're writing for Read Write Web, uh, but that's a, a real go to thing, right? You, I mean, you've got to scoop the stories on the web. It's I mean, it's, yes. it is the real time web on the blog on Read Write Web. When you look at, I mean, I you know TechCrunch has set the model, or you know, I don't know. I mean, maybe they, I'm sure there's many others that uh, have that example, but. You know, tell us about that. I mean, that, well, that's a tough gig. First of right? all, it is a tough gig. But, you know, um, I was fortunate that I got to work with Marshall Kirkpatrick, um, Frederick Lardonois, uh, and, of course, Richard McManus. You know, he uh, he founded the blog. And I got to work really closely with them uh, through the whole process. Now, during the weekends was a little different because everybody goes home you know and and it's uh you know hard it's it's a little bit harder to to come up with the stories uh tips aren't coming into the tip line um it was just taking a lot longer than i uh had imagined it would i does the news cycle actually slow down then or or is it just that it does? But there's also some opportunities for some really. I mean, when something juicy does come along, it's real, and you get it, and you go with it really fast. I had some real successes there. Um, you know, I, for me, I was thrilled when I had a post. You know, had 800 digs. You know, and and I don't know, maybe 15, wow. 20,000 page views. Man, I was stoked about that. You know, so uh, yeah, I don't. No, I I don't know if they're gonna. Um, you know, I think they've been they've continued to just put uh, like Rob Cunningham his uh, his uh, comics up there on the weekends, and then kind of a uh, repeat of what happened during the week. Because I'm not, sh- I think they may be looking for a weekend person if you know somebody. <laughs> yeah, I'll sign up. You know, right it, away. <laughs> it's challenging. You know, and it, it is a lot of fun if, if you have the time and, and can do it. It's it's a blast. And working with those people at Read Riot yeah. Web. I mentioned uh, has just been a real blessing to me. It's just a go-to thing, right? I mean, it's like, I mean, you know, and Marshall did the, and and we're hoping to get Marshall on some point here in November oh, yeah. for this little thing about the real-time web. And uh, I know he's yeah. working on something right now, but he's like, "Yep, yeah, I'm I'm going to hit you." Um, yeah, he's working on a real-time web report. Yeah, he is. He is. Yeah, he's working on on something, and and uh, you know, I think when he gets that past him, he's he's going to talk about it a lot. And and uh, Good. you know, he's a great guy. Uh, it, it, but the thing is, is you know, the real-time web, the real-time blogging. I mean, that's not conducive to your uh, real-time health. Your real-time vital signs, <laughs> you know? It can be stressful, you know, but it's, I'll tell you what, it's a rush. It, it really is a rush, and uh, to do it well, uh, it takes a, uh, just a certain type of person, and to do it well day in and day out, like Marshall does, and like Frederick and, and um, uh, Sarah Perez, uh, it's just amazing, amazing stuff, and uh Really, where ReadWrite Web has, I think, an advantage is with Marshall and his RSS, you know, the way he uh, scours the web for news, you know, and just knows what's uh, what's going to have page views, and he's just really, really good at that. Um, it's, yeah, it's a cutthroat game. It's stressful, 
but it's a lot of fun and it's just really cool if you can do it well. So I mean, uh, okay, so it's a cutthroat game. You're you're a slave to that feed. You're a slave to that absolute Yahoo pipe, right? You're a meat slave oh, yeah. you to bet. that data. Yeah. Come on. That's not life. Yeah, that's the truth. What's up with that? <laughs> Seriously. You know, you that's, uh, but that's how good... You lived it for a while, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. What, what are your thoughts? You know, I mean, did you come away going, uh, never again, that's crazy. It's like Johnny Mnemonic in the elevator, no. like plugging in the thing in his brain <laughs> and getting a nosebleed, right? You know, or did you just say, what was your take on that? Um... Yeah, I would still be doing it probably if I could, you know, get during the week um, where I was doing it on the weekends and then doing a regular gig during the week. That's where it got hard for me. But, yeah, it is stressful. I think you just find time that, you know, when you're not uh, on the beat, so to speak, you just really relax, I guess. I don't know. Um, so what was the I most know stressful piece? Dog. What's that? What's the most stressful piece about that? Is it just the data is coming in, and you've got to like kind of curate well, the data. You want to like ta- grab it. Well, you want to find the story first of all, but then you want to write it up as fast as you can, but as smart as you can. And you don't want to, you know, you, you want it to be factual, and you, you want it to look good, and, and you know. And at Readwrite Web, there is no real copy editor to speak. Of so, I mean, there are people that yeah. uh, you know hang out in the Skype chat room and and um, help for sure. But then getting that story out, you know, basically before. Oh, I think we're losing you again. We've got a weak Skype connection tonight, folks. Yep, there it goes. That's right. Uh, the uh, real time web has uh, has captured our our friend Doug. Let's 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 see if we can bring him back on. It's, it's just a weak Skype connection tonight, so we've been dropping and dropping, and I think we're gonna get the lady. Let's see. The person whom you're trying to reach is currently unavailable. Yeah, I got that. Sweetie. Please leave a message after the beep. Hi, Doug. This is Mike. Um, doing a live show right now. Wondering if you could just call me back because uh, you're my guest. Bye now. All right, so uh, <laughs> we'll get Doug back on here. I'm sure the next time we'll, we'll connect with him. Unfortunately, I don't know why. Uh, the Skype connection is really solid. But, um, oh, there you are. Hello? Yeah, I left you All a right. voicemail. <laughs> yeah, I was checking that out. <laughs> well, you were checking you, it you out? You don't have or... to yell, man. What? Jeez. So you didn't have to scream at me. Oh, did I? <laughs> no. Nice. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> nice. God damn it, where are you? Um, yeah. no, I should edit that out, but I shouldn't. All right. So we were talking about the stressful side of the read write web, and I think the thing is, is uh, and really, it's not read write web. This isn't. This has nothing to do with, yeah. uh, specifically with the read write web, other than being a leading tech blog. It's the yes. real time web, and bringing in the information. And so, am I wrong in calling 
you know, because I'm just a layman here, so I just make up terms for stuff I observe, and that's okay. the beauty of what I do. Um, and so I call it like curated content, right? So it's like you're getting raw data in, and then you curate it. You, Doug Coleman, have to write that up into some sort of article or some sort of consumable thing that I can go up and and read in my in my RSS reader. Um, so it's the curation piece. It's not the data piece. Because um, I could monitor Twitter. I could monitor friend feed and see the little bits and bytes of, of, of data and breaking news that's coming in. Is that the piece that's the hardest, is taking the raw data and then uh, figuring out how to uh, piece it together and put it into a, a you know, a, 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 a thoughtful uh, post? Or what, what's the challenge here? I mean, what what do well, you see as the challenge? It is it's you challenging get in the fire hose because any story could have you know a number of different dynamics. You know, uh, you should know about you know about the people, all the people involved, and maybe their history of doing something. You know, uh, there's just a lot involved that you you want to do as much research covering you know surrounding the whole topic um, as you can, and you have to do it in a short amount of time and, and write it up well. So, um, and, you know, there, you're thinking, uh, you know, I don't know how many hundred thousands of people, you know, are going to read this instantly and it better be right. Um, so there's one pressure to, but if it's not right, but if it's not right, you can correct it though. Yeah, that's true. But I, you know, um, man, it just, it hurts me inside when that happens though. You know what I'm saying? It just doesn't look professional to me when I have to go back and correct something. I mean, people make mis- mistakes. It's it's fine, but I just I take it hard. Uh, do you, um, do you do you think your readers actually feel that way? I mean, if it's a breaking story, <laughs> I mean, look, I mean, if you're not, yeah. st- let's compare this. I mean, we're talking the web, right? And everyone trashes the web for accuracy. But you know what? When Balloon Boy comes on as a breaking story on CNN. You got to take that with a yes. grain of salt, right? Yes. I mean, everyone's oh, like, "Oh, sure. but that's CNN." It's like, "Oh, well, didn't they get that story wrong?" You know, didn't the well? You, you know what I'm saying? There's an art to that, though. There's an art to writing something up. Like, you know, if you don't know for sure, but you have, you know, you have a real good idea, but you can't absolutely, you know, prove it with sources and everything. There's a way to write that up and still, you know, save your face and and, and you know let people know what you're thinking. There's a challenge in that too, for sure. So you think um, there's a way to to make the initial post? I mean, uh, you know, I don't know. What are you talking about? I mean, there's there's some way to make that initial post and 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 spin it because it's an initial post. Or I mean, you can always say, "Well, the news is breaking, and we don't have all the facts and all that crap," but. I mean, I, yes. I, I'm trying to. I'm always trying to get the sense of what's the difference between being a 24/7 online cable news outlet, like like CNN, arguably was, you know, and your MSNBCs and your CNBCs, and we lost Doug again, um, and we'll get him back one more time. We'll give him one more sh- chance. You know why? Because what we do here is this is a three strikes and you're out podcast. 
So. Oh, we're going to get the lady again. Let's get the lady again. Are you on? No? Dude. We're so host. All right. So uh, my point there is that in traditional media, <laughs> I'm multitasking. Can I talk and multitask at the same time? Um, by the way, we're looking for sponsors. If you want to sponsor this suck stuff. Um, the person just, whom you're trying yeah, to reach yeah, yeah. is currently unavailable. Or he left a message. Um, uh, you know, my point is that you have the real-time web, but that's no different than what uh, CNN did back when they started um, with real-time news and trying to fill the news cycle. Hello. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> All right. We should probably... What are you doing? We should try to wrap up as much of this as possible. This is a really weak connection tonight here. Um, uh, so as I was explaining to our wonderful one listener, um, that uh, much like... Oh, I lost him. All right. You know what? We're going to drop out. Actually, I'm going to pull in uh, someone else that uh, has been Skyping me. Hang on a second. Uh, I've reached podcasting Nirvana. We'll see if Doug uh, can uh, come back in and conference in. Oh, am I going to get the lady again? No? All right. You're on. Can I hear you? Hear you? Can you hear me? Yo! Welcome. Hello. Hey, so, welcome. We'll see if we can Skype. The sponsor of Strange Love Live. Oh, no, 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 no. There's no... It's, brought, it, it, it's brought to you by Ridlin. Ridlin, no. the drug that you wish Dr. Normal was taking, instead of having to hit him over the head with a blunt object. I I don't know what you're talking about. We'll try to conference a evening. So, uh... Oh, you're not PDX, sucks. <laughs> no. No, I am not. Do you, do you want to do a conference call in with him? Uh, we'll see if we can get him back in. So what do we do? F-A-D-D-A-H, right? Yeah, that's me. That works. All right. That's Fada. That's, that's at Uetsu on Twitter and also <sighs> at 140. You know what? You need to get one name. Branding. One name. Seriously. Hey, my brand. My branding is to take as many domains and names as possible. Well, that's I'm, I'm like con- wrong with I'm that. like the condonast of uh, Twitter names. All right. So, <laughs> so unfortunately, Doug and I had a, a very weak Skype connection. Maybe we can pull him back in. And I hope and, to. And be even po- more unfortunately, mine is very strong and seems to be wiping all of you out. Well, actually, we we have great luck with Skype here on the show. Uh, when we well, did the early versions of Strange Love Live, uh, we actually uh, was very uh, we were very Skype oriented, and we had great uh, great work. So, I mean, it was good. 
So I have a request so, uh, to just put. What's the subject for tonight, Doc? Well, uh, first, uh, uh, I have a request that um, I should just put Steve in the lower third. I like that. No, you would like me. You'd like me in your lower third as Steve. <laughs> I don't know. That sounds. That sounds like a like a code for. And a no, it's not going to be name. Newman. Okay. All right. So the subject. So the subject we were talking about with with Doug. Uh, Doug has written for the Read Write Web. Um, I'm yeah. I'm hoping to get to his. I actually have his Gary V interview. Uh, five ten minute interview, as they call in the broadcast world, potted up. Whatever that means, um, uh-huh. and I and I will I will hope to play that um, and then later get his permission because that's what we do on the web. Um, but uh, the talk is the real time feed. And who told you to put Steve on the lower third in the? Chiron? I'm telling you, they told me, man. I like don't, it. Don't listen to them. Listen to me. Put the father back up there. All right. My All right. Si- my, my my sisters call me Steve. I like Steve on the moon. Anyway, all right, let's get some content in here. I think you hear me knocking, Doctor Normal, and I think I'm at your door. Well, and I've got you've not only every you're not only knocking at my door. You're in the house on the couch with a drink. Yeah. So let's go. Well, I wish. All right. So, and I've got I've got with me every member of Ario Speedwagon that ever had a fuzzy mullet. Well. You know, you just not you can't mess with that. And we'll we'll talk yeah. about that later. But I want to complete this. I want the thought. fuzzy mullet picture up on the web screen. We'll get there. Oh, you mean the yeah. Facebook picture? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was the lead singer for um, for uh, Rario Speedwagon, and if you don't believe me, <laughs> go up to Facebook and you'll find that out. Yeah, and I hear you. I, I hear you don't like the tough guys. No, I don't know. Anyway, real-time feed, your thoughts. I mean, look, we're talking with Doug. We're talking about the real-time feed. We're talking about curating it, someone sitting there and actually typing up blog posts. You're a thoughtful guy. You must have thought about this over time. And, and you know, you're a – are you a – how do you say that? Are you a yogi, yogi? How do you say that? Yoga. Oh, you mean like PDS Yogini? Yeah. I mean, you study. Uh, well, I'm I'm a Zen practitioner, okay. and I do practice some yoga. Yes. So, how do you reconcile that with the real time web? Go. <laughs> uh, well, have you? I I would just refer you to uh, uh, go to the TED site and look for Robert Thurman's talk about how the web will bring us enlightenment, but it won't be pleasant. How won't why yeah, Robert, so Robert summarize Thurman, that for or us. as you know him Uma's dad okay so right. summarize uh, that it's, for it's, us why uh, will it be unpleasant the, the web the web is doing uh, sort of electronically what um, at least according to what uh, Robert Thurman the way that Robert Thurman frames it is the web is doing electronically and through communications and mass communications what the Buddha had ho- hoped to do. With his uh, with his followers uh, uh, through um, enlightening the mind, which is to have everyone connected as one. You know where we all know everyone's 
uh, thoughts and, and, and are connected on a kind of heart-mind level with everybody. However, uh, what Thurman says is immediately we will become uh, very kind of uh, disgusted with it because we'll find out that everyone is just trying to distract themselves as much as we are on everything else. It's a really great talk. I recommend go to uh, TED. Yeah, is uh, this the, the TED, TED talk? talk? Site. I've got it up on the screen here in a second. Yeah, and look, look, look for uh, Robert Thurman. So, I mean, what's his conclusion? I mean, so his conclusion is that um, so it's what the Buddha envisioned, but not exactly. Is that pretty much what well, you're it's telling me? It's what the Buddha envisioned, but, but, but yeah, I mean, uh, you begin to realize that part of becoming one with everything is being one with everyone's uh, crap that goes through their head at the right. time. And how many people have, have just like, instead of a clear clarity of vision, just a stream of crap going through. Right. So, how, I mean, how and, do you reconcile the, the crap from the crap? I mean, you know, from what you ate yesterday that I don't care about, dude, versus... Which is which is all of Twitter. No, it's not all of Twitter, though. It's, it's okay. I'm, I mean, there's some profound... of Twitter. <laughs> but it's not all of Twitter. I mean, if that was all of Twitter, I would not be on Twitter. Right? Uh, okay, sure. No, I um, mean, do you think I like? I have time to spend my time figuring out what people have eaten, and you know, I don't okay, know, but even okay, I gotta say, even your wife posts the what I'm eating uh, posts. She does, and I ignore those. And and, she, and she's <laughs> and I come by. I don't care. I don't care what you're eating, babe. You know. Okay. No, I mean, but what um, I'm well, I'm I'm just gonna I I'm not gonna try and sit here and summarize Robert, you know, Robert Thurman, who's both a Buddhist scholar and a Zen monk and Uma's dad. But besides all of that, so by Uma's uh, dad, I, Uma yeah, Thurman's dad. Yeah, huh. he's Uma Thurman's dad, and he was he was a uh, he and was Uma Thurman is monkeys. good good pal. <laughs> yes, good pal of the Dar- of the Dalai Lama. Okay. Yeah, um, but. Uh, it's. I think it's. I just direct people to go listen to that, and it's quite entertaining. Um, in any case, um, so you think Twitter is all about people just talking about what they ate? Really? Well, I. No, I don't believe I don't, that. I'm, Knowing that's, you, that's and joke, I know you, but I don't believe that. Well, I. Th- I think a majority of what we what we're seeing a lot on Facebook, like like the thing that drives me crazy on Facebook. And I hope my family is not watching this because my family does a lot of this. But is a lot of those bejeweled, bedazzle, and Farmville games, and everyone's constantly posting how they're wasting their time on okay. Facebook. And and people in Twitter tend there's I'd say a good sixty to seventy percent, and that might even be generous of Twitter is people, you know, uh, just blaring out their minutia, their banality, and their crap. Now, occasionally, um, the other, like, let's be generous, 20 to 30%, and I think it actually might be lower, is, you know, people actually helping each other. Um, the political stuff that we saw, like, for Iran election or uh, during the campaign last year, uh, the stuff that's um, uh, that's actually people supporting each other with technology, which is, you know, some of the most interesting stuff in advancing it. 
and uh, people actually uh, making some very good social connection on an actual deeper level or it leading to what it's supposed to do, which is just sort of a little in between uh, until the actual face to face connection. That I think is pretty good. Okay, so uh, it's not all what you just ate, and there is some actual social connection that leads to face to face connection. That's what you're saying. Uh, uh, yes. Did I summarize um, that? And all, but I, but I, you're also ignoring the other things I said, which is the help in technology and um, sure. Oh yeah. The the, the uh, reaching out and you know like help during crisis and and and. And and showing that you're there and supporting people, like the biggest thing was, you know, last week with the uh, Fort Hood thing. You know, well, but it's the, also so. There's a lot of controversy around that. Yeah, and that's that's part of the problem. I mean, you know, you had the yeah. the the gal who was there in the emergency room tweeting out the twit pics, and uh, I can't remember his name on TechCrunch, who, uh, you know, just like you know, did that thing, which, I, quite frankly kind of pisses me off that whole thing about we really need true journalists because we can't have these citizen journalists tweeting like these raw pictures and thoughts and stuff and uh, granted well there's a certain i think, I think the problem yeah, there's a certain proprietary ahead, there's a certain proprietary you know you need to be uh, a social right you need personally to understand the 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 uh you know, whatever is the, the courtesy, social courtesy. You as a person need to understand that, right? So if uh, someone is, uh, you know, in a tragic situation, you as an individual need to decide, uh, am I going to tweet pick this or am I going to hold back, right? And I think, so in the TechCrunch post, and I'll pull up his name in a minute, uh, I Is it think Arrington, there's Michael Arrington. No, it wasn't Arrington. It was. Uh, I'll, I'll pull it up in a minute. It's uh, a journalist who writes for TechCrunch from the. I think the Guardian. Now, I mean, he came from the Guardian, I believe. Um, and uh, you know, the whole point there. You know what? Journalists have overstepped that line, just as citizen journalists are overstepping that line today. I mean, there are. Plenty well, yeah. of I mean, examples. Of I mean, all, that would be all of Fox News and uh, people like Scoble and Dvorak and Arrington and who's the other cigar chompa who drives me crazy. Uh, is uh, yeah, the guy? Oh, uh, the guy who who owns Mahalo, Jason Calacanis. Uh, so you're lumping yeah, a Calcanis lot of people Arrington. in there. I mean, that's what you're lumping a lot of people in there, though. I mean, what what? Uh, you know well okay maybe not so much calcanus but to me um if if whoever wrote it on TechCrunch, they're following errington's uh policy of publish first and apologize or ask questions later well no the 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 point was was curating the news and having uh uh that journalism is indeed not dead and that journalism has the proprietary propriety to understand what to publish and what not to publish in other words um you know the the take was that a true journalist would not be tweet picking photos of injured from fort hood uh being rolled in 
in the emergency room with the with the caption that guy just got shot in the balls, um, which is what happened apparently in the foot Fort Hood incident with one uh, individual military individual who was in the emergency room and observing these things at the time. Um, granted, I don't think that that's necessarily tasteful, but I also don't buy into the fact that citizen journalists are the uh, the uh, number one offenders of this, as journalists have been offenders of this over many, many years. Um, it depends on the individual. It depends on the journalist. It also depends on the citizen journalist. And he sort of makes a weak case about that, about society and propriety and propriety yeah. and uh, um but you know it's called kind of all pushed in that whole bloggers suck citizen journalists suck only journalists understand this which i think is complete bullshit you know i i don't believe I, I don't that. get i don't i don't get that so much from from what has been categorized as old media anymore i think there's been a a beginning of a shift there. Um, what I, my take on it, Doc, is it's the same thing as the, all the mistakes that we made in the early days of email. When we first all got email, and I, I, I'm here to tell you, I got fired from a company uh, uh, or laid off, and then I was later, you know, brought back and rehired uh, as a contractor. But I got I got laid off for making the mistake of making a joke and then hitting reply all and it was to a large company list instead of just reply one and and watching that come back and really fire and bite me in the butt and uh, and it's the same sort of thing or, or you know forwarding the chain mail or for, forwarding the the joke spam that or or, or thinking that it's an actual uh, you know you're actually going to get a few million dollars from the former prime minister of of uh, Nigeria uh, type of thing. Everyone who, who's who's older on the internet knows, oh my god, I can't believe you're following that thing from 15 years ago. But, you know, people, I think, on Twitter and Facebook, because it's so much more, it's an even more, if possible, immediate gratification than um, email was, they're, they're making the same mistakes again about not engaging common sense and engaging brain before hitting the send button. And I made those mistakes. Everyone has made them. Um, and I think that's, we're going through that period with this sort of new social networking or, you know, now a couple of years old social networking as it becomes more popular and out in the, uh, in the mainstream where we're seeing that. My point in bringing up Fort Hood was, yeah, there was people making mistakes or people immediately jumping to, uh, you know, the kind of Fox News-esque, oh, he, he's, he's got a Muslim or a Middle Eastern name, therefore he must be a terrorist type of tweets. And, you know, you, you learn to filter that out. What I was talking about was the connection people were making saying, you know, like the military, don't like the military. I, I'm part, I have military in my family. I don't know any military, but you know something, we're with you no matter what. This is horrible. How can we help you out? That's the type of connection I'm talking about. Uh, you're saying you're supportive of that connection or not yes, supportive? Yes, I am. Okay. I, I, yeah, of course I'm supportive of that. That's the type of thing I'm looking for, and I think that's helpful about the medium. The medium to me is just like a tool. You know, it's, you know, a hammer 
can build something, a hammer can tear something down, you know, and it's how it's being used. And where, where I might agree with you is just like there, you know, it's, it, it, I don't agree. I, I agree with you that there's, it's, it's too wide a brush and too wide a swath to say all bloggers do this, all bloggers or, you know, all social media people do this. No, there are some people who just, you know, just like I said, in the early days of email or just learning the medium, make a whole bunch of mistakes. Yeah, I like that point. I like that a lot and uh, agree with that. Oh, it's Paul Carr. Thank you. Thank you, chat room. Uh, Paul Carr on TechCrunch is uh, the guy who, who said Newman. that. Newman. Yeah. Um, so uh, uh, I'll, I'll look up the link there and, and pop it up. I've, I've been searching as you've been talking here. Um, uh, so, you know, I, I think it's interesting. You make that whole... So you make the whole case of email, you know, of when email any- when email was new and people screwed up and and did that. And I I think that's a somewhat a strong case. I mean, citizen journalism really isn't. Um, I mean, in this in this wave with this technology with Twitter, uh, isn't exactly. Um, Old. I mean, I think there was examples of citizen journalism in the past, but I think that uh, using Twitter, using Facebook, these sorts of tools, I think that is brand new, and people are trying to figure out uh, what the hell you're, they're doing with it. So I, I think that's a. I think that's a good point. Uh, certainly, uh, the Fort Hood Twitterer and Twitpicker, and again, I don't know her name. And I'm sure the chat room will. Um, it's in the Paul Kerr, uh, Paul Carr, uh, uh, post, by the way. Um, you know, certainly there's things that I think we will all find somewhat distasteful, some, somewhat in need of an editor, uh, without a doubt. Uh, but, um, you know, at the same time, let's throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? Like the example you gave before, the Gilmore Gang, I, I, I nearly I, – that you people don't know who aren't reading the, uh, the chat room that you were comparing some of tonight's crazy talk to the Gilmore Gang. And I came back and said, oh, my God, don't you dare compare yourself to that because I personally think Steve Gilmore is a huge pain in the patoot from uh, – you can ask anyone who last year was with him at that bear hug camp about uh, – uh, well, it was supposed to be about microblogging, but it was him trying to basically railroad a whole bunch of very smart people from a bunch of different conferences and room to just listening to him bloviate and with, with occasional further bloviating by uh, Dave Weiner, Mr. RSS. And uh, that was I, – I watched it online. I couldn't believe it was, a, it was, a, it was a being broadcast by Leo Laporte and Twit, and I couldn't believe people were letting this guy just – I mean, he had like smartest minds in the room about social media and blog blogging from Microsoft, from Google, uh, the four guys from t- uh, from uh, Twitter showed up to hear some critique and such while trying to at the same time remain very closed mouth about what was going on. Uh, our good friend Evan Prodomu was there, and um, I don't know, Gilmore was just. Uh, I well, hate to say uh, uh, a horse's a horse's through yeah. the whole thing, and I actually, 
I actually sent him a message tonight. He said, "Hey, you want to come in crazy talk? I would love to get him on. I'd, I'd love to talk to him." I I think. Oh, oh yeah. Put put me and him in the same room. Yeah, and, and you know what? Sparks. Fly. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think there's a certain bit of uh, nasal nasal. Jeez, I'm like really off. It's Sunday night. Uh, navel gazing um, in that whole whole uh, bit, you know, in the whole. I mean, I, I've gained a lot. You're listening. saying navel gazing to the Buddhist. You're saying nasal ga- gazing to the to, yeah. To the Buddhist here. I mean, yeah. You know, it's like you know, I, I you might be right. And I think that there, that's that's probably a a fair assessment of some of that content. But you know, and I I didn't see that particular, I didn't watch that particular thing. But uh, you know, uh, it's like it's have, like have the, Evan Prodromu on Strange Love one time. Next time he's down our way or going through on the way to yeah. Burning Man or something, and oh, I'm and, sure, and, I'm sure. and bring bring up that conference that he was at where he was like. And I, I knew I knew Evan back when we used to call him Mr. Bad, and he was part of Spock Mountain Labs out of Burning Man, back when I was a Burning Man Black Rock Ranger many many moons ago, and uh, and and he he will tell you how much of a train wreck the first half of that conference was. It was such it was so bad that uh, at the break yeah. people started posting like mad in the chat, shut Gilmore up. Scott, yeah. uh, tell Gilmore uh, to shut up and let the people who know the technology talk in the room and shut up about his politics and shut up about this. And he came back and he read all that and he literally closed his notebook and said, uh, obviously people don't want me here and I- I'm going to go. And he walked out of a conference he was supposed to be chairing. Well, give him credit. I mean, it was, give it him was credit like, for that. No, no. No, I don't give him credit because he was acting like a thirteen-year-old. Yeah, <laughs> it was know. like watching. It was like 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 watching say, someone saying, "Nobody likes me. I'm going to leave." And I'm going. I can't believe you're like an over forty-year-old man. Yeah. Okay. I, fair enough. But here's the deal. You know. I mean, uh, you know, the, the, this is just all the personalities and the people who get. I I, I don't disagree with you personally. You know. I mean, I'm 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 the same way from a personal level, but from a media level, I'm like, I just laugh that stuff off because it's just like, whatever. I'm much more interested in the, I'm less interested in the personalities and, and granted the, the, I think the me, the personalities drive the memes, right? In, in, in what we're doing here. But at the same time, I think the memes survive above the personalities in the long run. And uh, uh, we we actually, I mean, this thing we were talking about about um, the Fort Hood shootings. Yeah, uh, it was uh, it was Paul Carr, and uh, um, uh, he wrote about not safe for work after Fort Hood. Another example of how citizen journalists, in quotes, can't handle the truth by Paul Carr on TechCrunch, November seventh, two thousand and nine. Where he rips into uh, this woman who uh, uh, Tara Tara Moore T E A R A H M O O R E, a soldier from Linden, Michigan, uh, who was stationed in Fort Hood, who uh, tweet picked um, several uh, photos from uh, um, from from the tragedy, so to speak, and uh, with her own uh, interesting, colorful commentary. Again, I 
think that uh, where that may show bad taste, I think that the press has also shown such bad taste in the past. And there's a fine line between showing bad taste and and showing the story. I mean, do you show children shot up in Vietnam? Is that bad taste? Or does that tell the story of what's really going on in Vietnam, for example? Um, I, I don't think any human being has the exact answer. I think it's the judgment of the invi- individual and the judgment of the readers. Um, you know, whether this soldier from Fort Hood becomes a hero or or not, or becomes infamous, and maybe, she, you know, I don't disagree with Paul Carr that, you know, maybe she's, you know, it's not, not the best thing in the world what she was doing, but to suggest that citizen journalism is, is in some way inferior to the hallowed halls of journalism and people who go to J school who report on the news, who work for large corporations who own the news, and that this is the only trusted source for the news, I think is complete bullshit. Okay, well, I, I my feeling is um, it's Paul Carr is being just as inflammatory by writing that article. He knows... I, yeah, I agree with you, actually. Headline, I agree with you. I completely by, agree with you. By posting a headline like that, and having and, and and taking you know this woman to task who's just you know I, this is probably this was probably her and I agree inappropriate but you know she lacked common sense and as I said new medium to her therefore didn't think before hitting send button each time uh, you know it's like be, just because you can doesn't mean you should you know uh and so she she started but her way of dealing with this horrific tragedy tragedy was take pictures and send it out for people to see uh to get feedback from her friends or sure, something sure sure and the 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 appropriate thing to do is to privately dm or say to her hey honey maybe this is not the most appropriate way to do this maybe so that's maybe the, you should pull good back point. on some okay good point that's the community you involvement. Know? That's where the community steps in and says, "Hey, dude. Hey, Fada. No, don't. You know what? Uh, where you get the DMs that are like, you know, maybe you shouldn't quite take that tact. I think that's a good point. And I and I right. think I think or, right now may, maybe other people might find this uh, a, a bit too much. You know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And 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 just pull back a bit. I think people people do it publicly on Twitter. Right. I think people will go, "Oh right. yeah, you know, this person just posted that and that's bullshit." You know, you know, or you're a douchebag yeah, or and whatever. That, and that's for, and for it's usually pu- kind of publicly drubbing them. Right, exactly. Um God knows none of us have been uh, responsible for that. Oh, anyway, my, um, my point with, with my point within this article with Carr, and I'm, I'm going to cop to something. That's fine. Until you mention it tonight, I I didn't know about this Twitter lady and 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 her pics and saying things like guy got shot in the balls and and then Carr taking her to task, you know. Which and what I'm saying is Carr is doing a thing of uh, chumming the uh, bloody waters for uh, sharks and and uh, shooting some fish in a barrel here to mix my metaphors 
uh, he knows that if he posts this thing about citizen journalists, people who are more responsible about this, like you, like most of our PDX tech community and things like that, are going to get up in arms and click, click, click. All of a sudden, he's got a whole bunch of clicks and comments. Congratulations. He's done his job. Like him, hate him. He's got click-throughs. Um, the and and yeah, that's, isn't that amazing you know, that's, how that's, that works? Yeah, and that's this is the number one reason I don't like what people like Scoble and Dvorak do, um, because I couldn't do that and be able to sleep and look my at night and look myself in the mirror in the morning. Uh, what I, I agree, what, what, I agree, well, and, and I think and I, the the thing that was to me was most telling about this whole sort of old media versus new media the. Um, the little the thing that started as uh, a part of a conference we had at the last bar camp that was at the that was the last session yep. at uh, at uh, at uh, Cube Space before that was at uh, was that bar camp yep yeah and where we said where we had where we had basically a conference between um, bloggers and journalists asking the journalists please tell us what is it that makes a uh, a story vetted what 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 is what is three verifiable sources especially if you've got sources that won't be named and who's verifying tell us your method and that expanded into similar top topics at uh, journalism camp yes, that you did. and I were both at mm-hmm. and um, I think the most telling thing about that was the journalists kept shifting their eyes and looking at each other and then looking back at us and they gave us some answers but no one could give us a step one through five or step one through ten this is how you vet a source and this is how many sources you need and this is what is considered a source and I it's not that I don't think they didn't want to tell us I think what it is is that every different journalistic outlet that we we make the mistake sometimes of calling all old old media has a different I, criteria I'm, for that. Um, I, I make that mistake from time and time again myself. Right. I try to be... And they, they, mm. they, they all have a different criteria for that, and that criteria changes on a case-by-case basis depending on what they want, whether they want to roll with a story or not. So it, and that's why I think they couldn't tell us you know, a specific formula to follow. And I, I want to make a shout-out because uh, you, you mentioned Bar Camp, and then the outgrowth was Journalism Camp at the Oregonian. Uh, we were there. Yeah. Uh, and the next thing coming up, I believe it's next weekend, is WeMakeTheMedia.org. Uh, I've got that up uh, here. Uh, that's the next installment of this uh, discussion. Um, uh you know, our democracy demands good reporting, which at least most of the time requires paying people to do it. A watchdog function, investigated journalism, uh, fact finders to verify and separate truth from fiction. Uh, where should our local community go from here? So we make the media.org. Um, I just wanted to put that out there because there is this ongoing discussion with the news. And um, I know that Abraham Hyatt, who is behind the uh, the uh, uh, bar camp discussion and who uh, started up the journalism camp. Um, he keeps pushing this forward um, and uh, we've we've sat down with Abraham and had a discussion with him and I appreciate that. So uh, there are on- ongoing discussions about the media, 
news labs, all these different things. I mean, the bottom line, and it's a theme that we talk about here in the crazy talk a lot, is how are you going to get paid? How are you going to eat, right? So uh, that's that's actually seems to be front and center of journalists' uh, minds as they get um, laid off from their newspapers is that, um, you know, <laughs> yeah, they got to really eat. thinking about how am I going to eat. Everyone thinks about how they're going to eat at the end of the day, right? And, and you know, journalists uh, after technologists, right? You know, it's like, hey, welcome, guys. Come on over here. You know, if I could just have one big technology journalist media soup kitchen that served really nice food cart food and 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 had a 24-7 blogging and podcasting, I'd be done. That would be it. Yeah. That would be my, my By vision. By the way, uh, quick shout out to Neophiliac. He, something he and I agreed to tonight is that Cartopia on so- Southeast 12th and Hawthorne uh, in here in Portland, uh, the favorite place where at Whiffies is. We love our Whiffies. Uh, and as I call it, the Circle O Carbs. We agreed that the one thing they need there now that they have the wood fire pizza cart is they need one that's strictly non-carb. They need one that's just soup, salad, popcorn treats late at night. That's it. There's a there's a, a wood fired pizza cart out there now. Seriously, <laughs> Doc, where have you been? I kid you not. They they mm. actually they got a gigantic cart. They uh, built the, inside the cart a, a cast. This is on stone. Hawthorne. Yeah, cast wood stone fire? cement. Oh. Wood fire pizza. It it is delicious. I gotta go check that out. I'm not like the McClure hipsters wants- that all you guys are, and I'm I'm like a working stiff. Anyway, well, I, I live I live blocks from it, so it's walking uh, distance for me. Sounds good. Wood wood fired pizza. I love that. I love pizza. I'm a big pizza fan. Anyway, um, yeah, we know Doc. So we make the media dot org. Uh, that's happening, I believe, next weekend. Uh, go check that out. Go check for the dates. Uh, uh, that wasn't like any sort of uh, uh, product placement or anything. It just came up, and and I know that 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 discussion's ongoing. So citizen journalism. Paul Carr um, telling us we're all un- the unwashed masses and that, you know, we're asses, so to speak. Well, yeah, and my, my point about Paul Carr is he's chumming the water because he knows he does that. People like you and me and other uh, responsible tech people and blogging <laughs> people are going to— I wouldn't to, call myself responsible. To, I don't know well, what I, okay. you know. Well, you're made responsible by your wife. Your wife keeps you responsible. Oh, okay. Uh, but he, That's going to get you in a lot know, of trouble right now. <laughs> he knows that uh, you know he's going to get massive click-throughs with everyone commenting and disagreeing with I him. agree with he's that. He's done his job on, on I that. Agree with he's that. chummed the waters. And, and, and things like that make us ignore um, the real issue. The real issue is a bunch of people suffer tragedy there. And some people could use this yep. medium as just a tool, and that's all it is. It's just a tool to connect and say, we're supporting you. How can we support you? I you agree know, with you. He, 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 foc- he focused on one person who was new to the medium and, 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 and made a social and, faux pas. I mean, yeah, so, and, well, and, and then, and and then proceeded not, to crush. He, he, he crushed a poor little woman online. How, how big of him? A soldier. Yeah. 
Um, and specifically, uh, I, I agree with you because I think if not Paul Carr, someone else online well, it's, would have done it. But but that's I don't that's think it's Paul Carr. Up, right? It's like he was the first. But I agree with you. I think it would have been someone else. Someone else. The New York Times. You know, I I, I so I agree. You know. It's just he was he got he got in there first and and I think that that's I think that's the thing where we're distrusting of um of the the media is that it's like wow you're gaming the system aren't you you want to jump in and get that get that exclusive and get the hits I mean the the guys who are smart the the ones who are who are, have been working for the newspapers for a long time and they're like what my job I mean you know let's face it. You know, it's like I, I don't know. I don't know how to help you, right? Um, but uh, but yes, I I agree, and I think that uh, not to go after Paul Carr. He he must you know he might be a wonderful human being. Who knows? But if he wouldn't have written that story, someone else would have written that story. Now, the thing that comes to mind. Here, again, back to earlier when we talked to Doug Coleman about the real-time news web, so to speak, and he was working on the weekends, Mm -hmm. is that really journalism has turned into the real-time news feed, the real-time web feed, and there's not a whole lot of editing and so you have half the people who are saying, well, I don't want a whole lot of editing, uh, like myself, actually, and others that uh, do want a lot of editing. Or, or maybe like they myself, do. I don't know. Actually. You do? You do? You want that? Um, yeah, yeah, I'd like to edit Paul Carr. Okay, so let's step back because because you brought up another example that I want to that I want to pull out. You you brought up another example, and that was Iran, okay. And yeah. you mentioned the social movement, the Twitter movement that right. um, that was a part of the Iranian protests, okay. And yeah. there was an and Paul Carr actually brings up this other example of the woman who was shot and killed on the streets of Iran that was posted mm-hmm. then that event posted to YouTube which to a certain degree uh started this revolution well revolution this this movement on at least Twitter to change your avatar green in support for for the Iranians and the and and this protest that was happening that we didn't uh, have a lot stop of. You. I'm going to stop you just for a moment, Doc. I Please think do. you got your timeline a little wrong. Okay. Um, because I think the green movement had already started at that point. I think uh, the people following Iran election and Iran protest uh, were already going on, but um, I before think, the event, and it's it's it, it, the event and unfortunate. Okay. Uh, tragedy gave it a very human face that, and I hate to put it this way, but made it viral to the social media and made people connect. Again, it, they connected saying, oh, my God, that, w- that could have been my sister, my daughter. Right. My, 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 my niece, my whatever, um, my, my friend. And okay, she so, looks so, just like my friend. So let me be clear. Let me be yeah. clear. Um, the 
so what you're saying is that the so I think so you're saying that the protesting online was going on earlier than the death and again I mean I actually Paul Carr brings it up in his article um, I think her name was Nidal I, I can't remember uh, I, I do no research before this this is crazy talk we're, we're just talking I should actually have an intern doing research for me right now uh, was, I thought that's what Tarotzi was uh yeah he's he's not here tonight sunday sunday's his night off no he's no 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 wait he's in the chat room he should be doing our research well they they yeah luckily if i get enough people in the chat room they'll actually post the facts so we can go back and look at them (laughs) uh that's the best part of crowdsourcing a podcast and a live stream hello (laughs) Uh, i just want to repeat over and over that terozzi is our intern yeah uh, he owns this town. Anyway, uh, but back to the point, and and I don't mean to make light of this because this poor woman died on, you know, literally on the streets, and 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 was posted on YouTube. Her death was posted on YouTube. You know, when does the news break from being, um, just another, uh, a snuff pick, and. And and being actual news. I mean, this this is and, well, and that, now I'm okay. defending Paul Carr. I mean, actually, this is these are the points that are being right. made, right? Right. Um, and if you're defending Paul Carr, I am going to compare you to Steve Gilmore. But in, 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 but besides that uh, that point, uh, I'm going to say it's it's a hard call because you think of the the famous images Vietnam War where people were trying to eat their dinner at five and six o'clock. That's exactly with, what I think uh, of Hunt, Huntley Huntley Brinkley and, and Cronkite back then, and uh, the famous one of the uh, dissident being shot on the head right in TV. Yep. yep. Uh, the young the photo from Life magazine of the young girl yep. uh, screaming, walking away from uh, naked with napalm on her body from the village. Um, the the Buddhist monk um, who uh, lighting himself, himself alive, on fire, large, absolutely, yeah, a Burnham's, you know, all those images that I remember them well. It, it, it was that that began to turn the tide. It wasn't the only thing, but it was it was that the number of dead, fifty eight thousand dead lost in that war uh, of our people. Um, God knows how many Laotians, Cambodians, and Vietnamese. Uh, and the uh, and things began to turn the hearts of minds of middle America toward the fact of gee, what are we doing there? Why are we still there ten years later? And so the point um, is, and the point is, are we getting that uh, same message from Afghanistan and Iraq? Are we seeing those same and images the, and from the, Afghanistan? Well, let's and go Iraq? back to uh, the that, answer is that, no. Opening up the answer is no. We haven't ever. We're not getting it. But I'm None. saying this image that we got from the Iran election of of this woman, to me, at least to me, who remembers seeing those images from Life magazine and on the television uh, at uh, when I was a boy, and 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 seeing, wow, this is not something that's right. This image of this woman, and I don't recall the guy sticking the camera all the way in her face. I thought he was just recording her, her friends trying to help her as she went down. Uh, I seeing remembering and seeing that image. It was one of those Vietnam-like moments for you. 
Or, or, yeah, for me, it, yeah, okay. it really connected. Um, and and it's a hard call of is am I being totally dis- distasteful and purient uh, in posting something like this up on YouTube, or am I getting the word out about the atrocities being committed here? Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I. I... So what concerns me more is that we're in an active war with two countries right now, or within two countries mm-hmm. right now, the United States. Mm-hmm. And are we getting those images back? I mean, a war that for several years, uh, coffins could not be photographed. And they are now. And they are now. What do you know about that? Mm-hmm. Right, Abu Ghraib was like this big thing, right? Because how did that get out? Well, you know, got out on the web. Mm-hmm. So I mean, uh, so yes, I I agree with you. I think I think I think our take. I think you and I have a similar take on this. Paul Carr goes, so we take sensationalism, which is this woman. Re- Citizen, you know, I mean, eh, citizen journalist. Let's not call her that. This woman tweet picking, she's a, tweeting a, from she's a Fort female, Hood. A female soldier. She's a soldier. In a lot of grief and not knowing what to do. And she's got a a, a cell phone and or an iPhone or whatever, and she's tweet picking right. things and sending stuff up on the internet. Okay, just like, just like what we talked about. Hey, I just ate this click here's the tweet pic of the sandwich i just ate at or here's the whiffy's pie i just ate at cartopia it was yummy right this woman's taking that same mentality in a tragedy because you know let's put it this way we're starting to get programmed in that here's what i ate here's my dog look at this um i just went to the waterfront with my boyfriend and look at this picture of us now you take that same mentality you put it on a tragedy Right. And uh, and this is the mentality of I mean, this is the this is what younger generations are growing up with. The Internet always connected, always sharing, always Facebooking and tweeting. You take that, you apply it to a tragedy. You have that same unfiltered thing happening with tragedy. That's just my thought. And I'm going to wrap this up. Okay, can I can I do a couple shouts out? Quick one. Uh, okay, shout out to Neophiliac, who I was with tonight. We were trying to do a Hackintosh. Uh, uh, we all know that you can't do it with 10.6.2. We're doing it with an earlier 10.5 version. Uh, he got stalled. If anyone knows how to help him with a, with a small Dell with an Atom chip uh, netbook, uh, look up at Neophiliac. Uh, but it was fun hanging out with him. And... Uh, Check out 140moviereview.com and Ialsowent.com. Those are under construction sites as now, but I promise they're going to get live. All right, so here's the deal. I want to thank Fada Steve for joining us, and I want to also thank Doug Coleman for uh, joining us in the first half. I was hoping we can get a little bit more from Doug. But um, Skype connections are what they are. But it was a thoughtful conversation. I enjoyed it. Uh, both from Doug Coleman 
and uh, my buddy Steve. So everybody, take it easy on the roads tomorrow in your morning commute. I know I will. It's another crazy talk for a Sunday, November, I believe it's the 15th. It's payday. Hey, I'll be back tomorrow. Uh, this week is going to be interesting. I'll be live streaming Ignite Portland 7, I believe. Ignite Portland on Thursday. So we're going to have some interesting schedule issues. Uh, we'll figure that all out. And uh, I appreciate you all joining us, all listening. If you have any feedback, hit me at drnormal at gmail.com or tweet at me at drnormal, D-R-N-O-R-M-A-L. I would like your feedback. Uh, once November is over, I have no idea what we're going to do with this. I don't know if this will ever continue on. Um, but I enjoy the conversations and I enjoy the guests. I really do. So, from me, Dr. Normal, good night, everybody.